I'm the greatest. Did you call bank? I call games. <laughs> but they are who we thought they were. And we straight cash, homie. Stand by. Now, let's get to the podcast. Okay, ladies and gentlemen, welcome back to the Culture Bowl Sportscast, episode number 27. Number 27. I am your host, the coach, joined me by my co-host across from me, the boat. What's up, everybody? Let's get it. Yes, sir. So, we are on the eve of NFL, NFL draft. draft. Today, so, we just taking your questions um, in the first half of the show. Uh, we got some MSU-related questions. We got... Um, a couple, uh, what we got? Bas- a couple basketball-related questions. We'll get to those. Uh, so, you know, good day. So, let's go ahead and find what we're gonna start, man. Uh, What's the first question we're gonna tackle? Uh, hold on, let me find it. Get technology to work for me real quick. Our first question comes from Andarius underscore Spate. Shout out to Spate. Um, <clears throat> in you guys' opinion. List your top five coaches in the SEC football. So, good question. Great question. So, we had a discussion. We came to five, but it wasn't easy at all. So, yeah, it, it requires some, some thought. I mean, especially with some of the changes that have taken place in the SEC coaching carousel over the yeah, years. A lot of the usual names that you would first like come to your head aren't there and like some are surprising i'm mean, no number two you know it's gonna seem like oh of course y'all say that but you know it's great reason to mind who's right. number two i mean you know who number one is but you know but like once you get past and then once you get past two it's like it gets it's a really, wide open race it gets really tough okay because you know you, you lost your mark ricks to to miami Right, Les miles is no longer the head coach of lsu and so. he was dwindling you know on his way out so you know, it was tough to have. It, I don't even know if he'd have cracked his list if he was still there. Like so, uh, so let's get to it. Uh, number one, of course, is the God Nick Saban. Nick Saban, um, at Alabama, I'm sure there's no question. Uh, you know, no question at all about yeah, number it, number one. No question, no explanation needed. Right, number two, and here we go. You know, of course, y'all gonna say that. No, number two is Dan Mullen. And we're going to explain why. I'll say follow us here. Okay. Think about this. Number one in the country, guys consistently going to the NFL once he, had, once he got here. Number one in the country in Starkville, something that nobody said could be done. You know, Maximizing talent. Yeah, as far as developing and maximizing talent, you definitely have to put Dan Mullen there. You have the NFL Rookie of the Year at quarterback at – um, that's come through the system. Dan Mullen helped develop. That Dan Mullen developed. He went out and evaluated him. Took him from the state of Louisiana. You know, three star kid, and turned him into Dak Prescott. You know, and now he's got another one in Nick Fitzgerald coming on up to, coming up through the ranks. Uh, consistently wins. Consistent wins. Last year was about the first down year outside of his first year here. But you know, that's to be expected. And you still went to a bowl game, seven straight. That made seven straight. I was say, I mean, when you lose play, the players that he lost, you lose your Dak Prescott, um, you lose your Duranya, you lose some other um, important defensive players. Right. It's expected to have a, a tough season. But he yeah. still still had a good season, though. Exactly. And um, we're doing, you know, beating every team except Alabama. It's the only one that hasn't beaten, which is why, you know, which is why probably some people would, you know, wouldn't rank him where he is, but you you can make a great case for Dan Mullen being number two overall as a coach mm-hmm. overall. Overall, so, so two Dan Mullen, three had to go with Jim McElwain from Florida. Um, went with McElwain simply because you know he's won the East his first two years there, right? And you know from looking at them in spring, they're only getting better. So you know now in the East, so you know we'll see how they. You know, put it all together. You know, they're only competing with Georgia. You know, Tennessee Georgia, is Tennessee, Tennessee yeah. is there, but they're eh at best. But you know, I, I like McElwain at three. I think he's solid there. I like McElwain at three as well. Um, like you said, won the East these past two seasons, and you got to respect it. Yeah. Know? So now four and five, that might be the toughest ones because. Uh, it's a wide open race from there. Like you know, some some coaches 
like uh, Kirby Smart. You can make a case maybe for. I think it, but we, it's still early. For it's, Kirby. Yeah, it's still early in his tenure to throw him in there. Uh, Must champ, man. Um, but we went back and forth. You know, of course, the, the names you would go back and forth with, like Sumlin, Mazan. Hugh Freeze, you know, mm-hmm. he's dealing Those with the three main ones. Dealing with that situation, Bush Jones. Uh, Bush Jones hasn't. I don't think he's done enough with he's what he's been. Great getting. recruiter, yes, great recruiter. But um, we haven't seen it all translate to W's on the field. Exactly. So number four, we went with Gus Malzahn, and the reason Gus gets it is because you know, take away the past two years. Last year, what they won nine games, went to um, the Sugar Bowl. Mm-hmm. Um, take you know, the struggles away from the year before, he's been to a national title game at Auburn as a head coach, as a head coach. and as an OC. Uh, it's kind of tough not to put him there. Yeah, I mean, I feel like he has to be on the list. He has to be there. I mean, you know, he, he even he has a case possibly for three. You know? He does, but, you know, once you look at him being on the hot seat and them having to win some close games, you got to take that into account, which kind of pushed him down on the list. Mm-hmm. But it does put him ahead of our next guy. And this one was, we went back and forth on this one, really. But when you compare his resume up with everyone else, it's kind of, you know, it forces you to put him here. And number five is Hugh Freeze. Um, I think Hugh Freeze would be higher given certain circumstances. Mm-hmm. But, you know, five makes sense here for him, to me. I mean, yeah, see, um... He's cracked the code of Alabama. Yes, two times. Two times he's defeated Alabama. Um, you have the Sugar Bowl. Yeah, they've went to, you know, a New Year's Six uh, by however way they got there. You know, we're not here to speculate or, you know, say whatever. But, you know, they've got that for now. Uh, they have produced some players to the NFL. They have sent some to the league. Uh, the question is, you know, how good of a developer of talent you know, is Hugh Freeze. Because a lot of the guys that they've had recently go to the league, they came there as five stars, you know, they had undeniable talent. But how much did they develop there? You know, that's a question mark. But he's got the victories and a lot of flash on his resume that would warrant him being in that spot. So, ah, you know, it is what it is. So we have Freeze at five, you know. He has more flash on his resume than Kevin Sumlin. Yeah, Sumlin, you know, we... A lot of people who argue for Sumlin take away, really look at the grand scheme of things. What has A&M done since they came over here besides beating Alabama? The first they came year? here, they, you know, they shocked the world with your with, with the uh, win against Alabama. But but you look at A&M, it's disappointing. They lost, they lost to Duke. They lost that same season they in did. the bowl game. They lost to Duke? I thought they beat Duke that year. They lost. Like, they did, yeah, they did. Manziel yeah, brought yeah, them Manziel back. brought them back. Yeah. That's right. But uh, if you look at A&M, they're in Texas. They got a big budget, tons of resources. Yeah. They should be a little better than what they are. New stadium, well, new reno- newly renovated stadium. Uh, they, yeah, should. they have all the money. They just has, hasn't translated hasn't, to. They haven't found that guy quarterback mm-hmm. since Manziel. And that's, you know, kind of Gus's and Sumlin's thing. has its moments, but the defense hasn't just been. Daunting, daunting at all, yeah. But they're kind. They were kind of going in the right way by going to get John Chavis and yeah, they're trending up in that. Yeah, but yeah, Sumlin didn't make the five. Bush Jones didn't make it. Uh, Muschamp, no, too early for Kirby. Um, <sighs> Muschamp, he had all that defense in yeah, Florida, just, just no offense at all. Kind of reminds me of early Mississippi State, like early two thousands Mississippi mm-hmm. State. Um, who else was it? Uh, Orgeron? No. Not really. Nah. nah. Um, who the heck is Mizzou's coach? We still have yet to find that, that is, out. That's a great question. I know who he Questions is. Questions that need answering. Yeah, sure. I, I just don't know who that is uh, right now. Derek Mason is on his way He's up. He's on the yeah. His message seems to finally be coming through. Mark Stoops, yeah, they took a step forward last year, but, you know. Another real good season. With Vandy, maybe like even a nine, ten win season, I think that definitely get him Mason up there. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Uh, anyone else do we miss? Because a nine win season at Vandy. Brett Bielema, he's kind of <laughs> even keel at Arkansas. Like he's not in the top five, but like he's not low either. But like 
Mm-hmm. He's kind of in a good space because if he consistently wins about seven to eight games, I don't think expectations are high up there enough, you know, for them to put pressure on him. But as long as he stays in about seven to eight games, he's straight. He about eight games, he'll be straight. Yeah, so that was a good question from Spate. Um, he's got another question, but we'll get to that um, later. It's not um, SEC or MSU related. We'll get to it later. Uh, next question comes from the Dogomatic. His first question is, what needs to happen for MSU Hoops to take the next step um, this year? And how badly does the loss of Garrison Brooks hurt this unit? Well, I think for State to take the next step, we're going to need another player to just, you know, break out. Right. Um, My thing is, my thing is, like, of course you need the freshman from last year to continue to develop. Mm-hmm. You know, um, I want to see Q become more of a vocal leader. Um, I want to see another big man step up. Abdullah Dua is going to be eligible. Of course you lose Brooks, of course. Um, it lo- it hurts you because you lose depth and possible, you know, more fi- you lose more fouls, you lose more... Um, it's more bodies. Just to more to bodies. Bang. Yeah, yeah. To, to grind down low. Yeah. That's, one, that's another thing. I just... I want to see us really get stout. Yeah, defense. we got a lot of guys, but they're you know light, you know, let alone but they're really light, you know. And it showed when we played teams like Tennessee, or Alabama, who's yeah. got bigger guys down there. It, it you know, it it, it hurt because you know they were boxing you out and getting physical with you down there, and you would create it was creating second chance opportunities for them and defensive rebounds, and you lose the rebounding battle a lot. So mm-hmm. yeah, we, we need improve. You need to improve inside. I think we just have to get. We have to be the toughest team on the floor. I mean, we're going to be undersized. We're going to be lighter, you know, than than most teams we come across. Yeah, in Mississippi State. So you just you got to be tougher. That's yeah. that's the only thing. That's the, the only way you can combat being undersized. Yeah, uh, to answer your first question, what else needs to happen? Yeah, like you just said, toughness. Somebody need to pull Schneider Harrar to the side and be like, yo, dog, you 250 plus. Mm-hmm. You know, you can throw your weight around a little bit. Now, you know, you say what you want about the officiating. You know, do they really let guys play? But, you know, you got to be able to, you know, establish some toughness down there and let them mm-hmm. know you're there. And, you know, it's it's kind of like if you play f- so physical so much, they can't call a foul every play. Mm-hmm. It's just like the thing when, you know, how they was talking about the Seahawks corners, mm-hmm. that they were getting away with passing interference all the time. But it's only so many times you're going to call that. And, and you just naturally, as a ref, get used to it, how right. their play style. It's the same thing with playing the post. If you're physical all the time, they can only call a foul so much. Right. And um, the next question, you know, how badly does the loss of Brooks hurt this unit? Well, you know, it's kind of tough to say uh, how badly the loss would have been because you don't know where he would have been when he got here. But, right. you know, on the out, on the surface, yeah, it's, it's death. Like we said, you know, you could have – that's another body to bang. And they could have gave you some, some big minutes um, mm-hmm. down low. So it hurts, but, you know, we'll see what Howland does with that. Cause you know he'll make he have to, he's gonna have to adjust. Um, so the next question comes from Casey Oliver. Shout out to Casey. Uh, has Howland taken any steps to get someone else? Well, I've seen a few names, but like it's more lower ranked guys and more projects. You know, mm-hmm. kind of guys like EJ Datcher, sort of. But um, at this point, it's kind of late in the game, so. Yeah, it's, it's best to just it'd probably be best to just be watching the grad transfer wire. You know, I don't know who that may be, but yeah, it's kind of late in the game, so we'll see. But yeah, that'd be the only thing I could see possibly happening too, like a yeah. transfer. Maybe. Yeah, that's it at this point because it's real late in the game. Uh, last question: Is Nick Fitzgerald the top? Oh wait, this Maddox question: uh, Is Nick Fitzgerald the top SEC quarterback this year? Yes, no. And why? Maybe so. Okay. You want to take this one? Yeah, I don't. We went, you know, we talked about discussing quarterbacks in the SEC, and we just come to the conclusion that you got to say he's the best quarterback in the SEC. Just based off um, what we've seen last season, and, you know, some guys in the SEC are unproven. But, you know, you're just looking at a player who – who's put it all together last year, he's shown us, 
that returning this year, he's the best SEC quarterback. I mean, he can pass, he can run. So you have some other players. Um, you have Eason at Georgia, great talent, still young, didn't have the season that Nick had. Yeah, a little. it's a little early on Eason. Um, Allen. I'm looking at, like you said, as you look at the the guys who are coming back, um, Hurts. Okay, I've said my, I've said everyone knows how I feel about Hurts. With him, is to see you have to see is he going to take the next step as a passer? Mm-hmm. And the spring game, he looked okay, but he's got competition um, with Tua Tagovailoa. Yeah, he's got some competition. And he looks pretty. He looks great. Div- pretty crisp now as a freshman. Mm-hmm. And it's also important to see what Hurts will be without Lane Kiffin. That's big. And Lane, because Lane knew what buttons to press. Lane put him in the position to look better than what he was. You didn't really think about his deficiencies at down the field until later in the season. Until he played Clemson. So That's yeah. when it really came out. So, yeah, you got Hurts. But I would take Fitz over Hurts right now because of his who's tutoring, who's t- tutoring him, Dan mm-hmm. Mullen, developing him. strings. Right. right. And... In the case of Eason, it's too early. Shea Patterson, we only saw a few games. Flashes. And I don't know what he's going to be. Although, he's talented. We'll see what he becomes. Uh, Felipe Franks at Florida, don't know what he is yet. Mm -hmm. Um, Austin Allen at Arkansas, he's decent. He's very good. But I would take Fitz over him. Yes. I would take Fitz over Danny Etling, of course. Oh, that's no question. I don't know what Tennessee brings back. Um... Texas A&M has a dual threat guy, but we don't know what he is. Um, trying to think who else. Jacob Bentley at South Carolina, I would take Fitz over him, although he is very good. Mm-hmm. Um, I would take him over Kentucky's quarterback. I would take him over Mizzou's quarterback, Drew Locke. I would. So, yeah, it's it's safe it's to say, say that. Yeah, it's safe to say he's the, yeah, Fitz the best is, quarterback. Fitz is the best quarterback coming back. So, that answers that. Um, I think that's all the questions we got. But we got we'll get back to Spate's question. Um Yeah, when we get to the NBA. But we're going to now transition into the mock draft special of the show. So let's get to that. We each did our own mock drafts. Um, We have our own ways of how we went about our mock drafts. Right. Y'all going to really have to follow mine. (laughs) He did his traditionally, but y'all got to follow mine. Um, With mine, I I chose the players based off how I think the teams will draft. Not necessarily what I would do if I was them, but how I think they're going to go. And Coach, on the other hand. Yeah. I did mine kind of different. I did mine from the standpoint of if I was the GM and I was sitting there making that decision, I I did it that way. So it's not traditional. So if you hear a name and it's like, what the heck, follow me. Like, (laughs) this is how I did it. I didn't try to project what teams were going to do. I just want to. I just put myself in the position of the GM, saying if I was picking for each team, this is what I would pick. Mm-hmm. So, with that being said, let's go ahead and get into it. All right. <laughs> so, with the first overall pick in the Bolts draft, who are you taking? First overall pick, Cleveland Browns select Miles Garrett, defensive end, Texas A&M. No surprise here. I mean, superior athlete, you know. And in today's NFL. As we've seen with the Broncos, a pass rush will definitely keep you in the game and possibly win you a championship. So he's the best talent in this draft, and the Browns will be crazy if they don't take him number one. Okay. Um, In my draft, I have Miles Garrett as well. Um, In my opinion, you go get the best player. Um, People are coming out. You know, with reservations about Miles Garrett, you know, saying questions about his motor and things of that nature. But, you know, I say when you look at his numbers and you look at a guy with this build mm-hmm. and this length and, you know, this thickness that, you know, he has and his speed and off his the speed edge. Along with that. And, you know, you say what you want about his motor in college. You know, you never know what a guy, you know, how... He's going to be once you get him on the NFL th- stage and he's getting paid to do it. Uh, I like Garrett. You know, you'd be crazy to let him pass you up here. So I would take Miles Garrett. You know, if he becomes Mario Williams, that's decent. That's about maybe the ceiling, the floor for him. Mm-hmm. That's mm-hmm. probably the floor for him. Ceiling is Pep Julius Peppers or yeah. Khalil Mack. 
Yeah. So I will go Miles Garrett. Um, I like first overall. So um, with the second pick in my draft, follow me here. The San Francisco 49ers select O.J. Howard, tight end, University of Alabama. Now, you say O.J. Howard there and tight end, number two overall. Are you crazy? Yeah. Okay. First of all, take the word tight end out of your out of your brain. Follow how the game is played now. A lot of flex – you have a lot of flex tight ends, tight ends who are freak, freakish athletes, and O.J. Howard is that. A freak of nature. He is. He's going to be split out. He's going to be split out in the pattern. And he's going to be – his usage is going to increase in the NFL more so as it did in Alabama because, you know, I feel like they use him, but he was also a bit underused as well. And he'll have the chance in Shanahan's offense to really flourish. So – and you need a guy who can, you know, catch catch passes and score touchdowns. So I like, in this situation, O.J. Howard. I feel like on um, like two, the 49ers are going to take Solomon Thomas, defensive end from Stanford, um, pair him up with Buckner on the line. And uh, I think that's going to be a, uh, I think the 49ers are just, this is my favorite team. I think we're going to go the defensive route. Okay. I think we're going to try to build the defense up um, and just get back to that as being the, the point of how we win. So, it's a rebuilding time. We're going to get the defense right. Okay. Uh, I'll let you get start off with three. Third pick, uh, Chicago Bears. They're going to select Jamal Adams, LSU safety. Um, I think he's a, a little bit better than Hooker, okay. Hooker at um, Ohio State. So I think it's a good pick for the Bears. Okay. Um, my number three overall, the Bears select Jamal Adams as well. I think this is a culture pick. Um, in that locker room, you lose Jay Cutler. You lose a lot of guys. There's no voice in there. And you look at Jamal Adams off the field, the first word that comes to mind is leader and vocal leader. You know what he does on the field. He's a great – if you're looking for the best complete safety in the draft, it's Jamal Adams as far as coverage, coverage coming down and being able to play the run, Jamal Adams. And he's going to bring some juice to that locker room. And that's what the Bears need, juice. So this is a culture pick. So I like Jamal Adams at three. All right, who you got going forward? With the fourth overall pick in the 2017 mock draft, the Jacksonville Jaguars select Leonard Fournette, running back, LSU. You come around on him. So I I think um, the Jaguars will go ahead and bring in Fournette to be – um, you know, their center stone is a runner. Um, they have, they're going to s- stick with Blake Bortles at quarterback. Um, they have good receivers. So, you know, I don't know if TJ Yeldon is the guy they want to move forward with. So, yeah, you bring in, it makes sense. Bring in Fournette, bring in a guy who can, you know, carry the ball 25, 30 times a game, and, and you know, take him. That is what they need. Um, Blake Bortles, he's a good quarterback, I think. But um, you don't want him. Throwing the ball 40, 45 times a game. Okay. So we're going to get Leonard Fournette in, and we're going to – you're going to make the um, offense way more balanced. Right. So you got good players on the outside. We're going to bring in a good – a great downhill running back, a freak of nature in Fournette, and give him the rock. And they, when you look at their – what they did in the offseason, they addressed a lot on defense. Right. So I think they're going to try to um, – Go ahead and get Fournette. Take care of the offensive side of things right here. Okay. So I have Fournette going fourth. Cool. Fifth pick for the Tennessee Titans. I think they're going to take Jonathan Allen. Okay. Out of Alabama. Um, I know they need a receiver. So Mike Williams is somebody you look at possibly. But I think uh, they might try to get him later in draft. They might get a receiver later. But you're going to go ahead and get one of the best players available, Jonathan Allen. Um. With my fifth overall pick, the Tennessee Titans select Mike Williams. This is the first oh, pick yeah, that Mike we – Yeah, this right. is the first pick that we um, differ. Uh, I say you go ahead and help your quarterback out, get him another weapon. Um, you know, if I'm Jim, I'm taking Mike Williams. Big body receiver, great catch radius. So, yeah, I'll take Mike Williams here. Okay. Where you have going six? Oh, uh, with the sixth pick in the 2017 mock draft, the New York Jets select Malik Hooker. 
Mm-hmm. Defensive back, Ohio State. Ball hawk. Go get you a ball hawk. Go get you a guy who can play center field. Um, Jets have a pre- have pretty good defenses. But, you know, you need to sure up your secondary. So, yeah, this makes sense. Go ahead and get Malik Hooker um, up in the AFC North. I think they're in AFC North. Yeah, the teams. You got teams. Oh, the, the East. East. AFC yeah. East. AFC East. My bad. Uh, teams really like to throw the football up there. So, yeah, go ahead and get you a ball hawk safety. So, yeah, I like Malik Hooker there. And this is where I have O.J. Howard going. Okay. Got O.J. Howard going six to the Jets. Um, the Jets need a lot of things. Right. But, I mean, when's the last time we can say they've had a great tight end? So, I think this, he's one of the better athletes in this draft and can really cause some problems um, with defenses. I think the Jets going to go ahead and get O.J. Howard. Okay. Uh, let's move on to seven. Who you got? Seven, I have uh, – this is where Hooker's going. Okay. Ohio State. Um, they really – they got some older players in their secondary. San Diego, right? Yes. Okay. So, it's time to address that and um, sure that defense up. Um, you could possibly see them think about getting a quarterback here with Phillip Rivers getting older. Mm, too but high. it's too high. Too high. So, um, I think they're going to go ahead and go safety and get Malik. Okay. Um, and match him up with Bosa. Right. You know, that's, you're doing some good things. Right. Uh, well, my seven pick for the San Diego Chargers, I went secondary as well, but I went with Malik Hooker's teammate, Marshawn Lattimore. Um, put him on the other corner opposite of Casey Hayward. And, you know, sure, like you said, sure up the secondary. Um, so, yeah, Marshawn Lattimore, another um, corner on the outside. All right. He has um, Panthers taking at eight. With the eighth pick, I have the Carolina Panthers taking Solomon Thomas, um, defensive lineman out of Stanford. Okay, um, that's where you got Solomon going. Yeah, go ahead, you know, sure up the defensive line. Um, there are plenty of positions that need to be addressed in Carolina, so I think you start down D-line first, get you a playmaker on the D-line. So I go with Solomon Thomas at eight. Um, right here, I've been hearing a lot that – Christian McCaffrey could be taken here at eight by the Panthers as a possibility, but I think they will wait to get a running back. I think they'll go ahead and address the the defensive side of things. And so I have the Panthers taking uh, Derek Barnett, okay, uh, defensive lineman from Tennessee. Okay, so he's a he's a freaking nature. He made he made um some big plays in the Alabama game, right. Right. Going against uh, Robinson, another player who's going to be drafted in the first round. Right. So he's shown he can do it against some high-level talent. Right. So right. I think the Panthers will draft him. Okay. Um, with the ninth pick in the 2017 mock draft, the Cincinnati Bengals select Corey Davis, mm. wide receiver, Western Michigan. You think Davis goes here? Yes. Corey Davis, Western Michigan. Oh, that's what you would do. Yeah, this is what I would do if I was the GM. Pair me up another receiver with A.J. Green. And, you know, give Andy Dalton another weapon. So, I'm going to take Corey Davis right here at nine. I think Ruben Foster is going to go at nine. Mm, yeah. I can. Uh, I really see them probably parting ways with Maluga and go ahead and get some youth in there and um, replace him with Ruben Foster. So, okay. And he's, he's a great player. So, this is a good spot for Foster. This should be ten. All right. Tenth pick, I have the Bills take Lattimore. Okay. Gilmore just signed with the Patriots. Um, so, you know, need another cornerback. I think he's a great player. He's great talent. And is also going to address the need. So I think it makes sense for Lattimore to go here okay. if he's not already snatched up. Okay. With the tenth pick, I have the Buffalo Bills taking Reuben Foster. Uh, you pair put him um, on – Behind that D-line with Marcel Darius, one of his former Alabama teammates. And you pair him up with, um, who was the dude that went there last year that didn't play? Raglan. Reggie Raglan. Put him back with Reggie Raglan. You let that D-line, put him behind that D-line and let him run and go get the ball carried. It will make an already nasty defense, a front seven, even much nastier. Go ahead and get Reuben Foster at 10 if I'm the Buffalo Bills. Okay. So with the 11th pick, 2017 mock draft, the New Orleans Saints select Garyon Conley, defensive back.
from Ohio State. Mm-hmm. Um, I will go ahead as a, if I'm a Saints. Um, if I'm the Saints, it looks like the deal with Malcolm Butler is gonna fall through. So you know, it's time to move on from a lot of these guys who are projects. The only solid corner you have is Delvin Bro. Mm-hmm. So pair, pair someone up with him. So I will go ahead and get Gary on Conley. Very good um, corner. Very good range. Big, tall, needs to needs to work on shooting his hands a lot more, but is very good at man coverage. But So I would go ahead and get Gary on Conley. I think the Saints with the 11th pick, they really need somebody to come on, on that defense and make a difference. I think they're going to get Tack McKinley, mm-hmm. defensive lineman slash linebacker from UCLA. I mean, when you watch his film, he – he can make some things happen. He can make a splash from that defense, and they really need an impact player on that defense. So I think they're going to go ahead and uh, draft him. Okay. Let's go 12. Oh, the 12th pick. Um, and the Cleveland Browns select Mitch Trubisky. Ooh. Do I agree with this? Ooh. No, I do not. Ooh. Do I think that's what they will do? Yes. <laughs> So there you have it. Mitch Trubisky will be a Cleveland Brown. He's going to get taken with the 12th pick. Congratulations. You played yourself. <laughs> yeah, I'm not a fan of that one to me. But, you know, it's the I'm Browns. not either. I just think that's what they'll Okay. Do. If I'm the GM of the Browns, with the 12th overall pick, Cleveland Browns select Eddie Jackson, defensive back Alabama. Now, <clears throat> you say Eddie Jackson. Why? Okay, Eddie Jackson coming off the leg injury, you know, still, you know, is going to be very explosive off the leg injury to me. Um, you look at Eddie Jackson, you look at his tape. Very, very, he's basically, he would be the, to me, I, won't, I wouldn't say great value, but the sort of great value version of Malik Hooker. Mm-hmm. Ball hawk, heat seeker when the ball is in the air. Mm-hmm. He can go and get the ball. So my logic here is I'm not going to take a quarterback here. I'm going to roll with Cody Kessler one more year mm-hmm. and see what comes about maybe next year or I like what that. can I can do. I like that. So I got my pass rusher. I got a guy who can go get the quarterback. Mm-hmm. Now I get a guy on defense who can go get the ball. Right. So you look at Eddie Jackson, his film, great. His background as a wide receiver, even better. Because when the ball is in the air, he has great, great ball skills, great, great technique and going to high point the football. Uh, and when he gets his hands on the ball, he's usually scoring. So creating scoring plays on the defense is going to be a plus as well. Like I said before, I got a guy who will get the quarterback, and I need a guy who will get the football. So my 12th pick for the Cleveland Browns, I'm GM. I'm taking Eddie Jackson. I just think they're going to – you hear so much about how the front office is so sold on Trubisky. So that's why I'm thinking they're going to take him at 12. I do not agree with it at all. I almost, it's sad. I almost think they might mess around and pick him with one. Just with uh, everything it's you're crazy. hearing. That's crazy. It's if ridiculous because this man has 13 starts. You know, everyone fell in love with him. You know, my red flag with Trubisky is, okay, he came in. If he was so good, why couldn't he play ahead of Marquise Williams before his senior year? Mm-hmm. I'm talking about Marquise Williams, a guy who didn't even get drafted. Um, in the league, was undrafted, went into the practice squad. You know, that's a red flag to me. And then you get the job and you go eight and five, two picks in the bowl game. Ah, it's, it's just, it's, it's weird to me. So, Cleveland, if you take Mr. Trubisky, I'm sorry. Congratulations. You played yourself. Moving on. Let's go ahead to the next pick. 13th pick, Arizona Cardinals select Hassan Reddick, linebacker from Temple. Okay. I think he's going to help sure up that defense. They need they need some players on the, the, um, that front seven who can, you know, saying make some moves. And you got Dansby um, moving on, so they got Mentor in there. I think they also need another young linebacker. They're going to go get Hassan Reddick at thirteen. Mm, okay, at the thirteen pick for me, um, Arizona Cardinals select Deshaun Kaiser. Okay. Okay, this is my logic here. I think Kaiser's going to be the, yeah, the first I think, quarterback I think so because... Oh, you would take Kaiser. Yeah. <laughs> so when I, look at, uh, when I look at Deshaun Kaiser and I look at his film, I see a guy who, when he plays within himself and he plays within his mechanics, is very great. He makes great plays. Now, the thing with him, he tends to play hero ball. 
if he gets get him in there first year, you know, he can't go to a place where he might play early. If he goes to Cleveland or somewhere like that, is a high possibility he's going to get on the field early and it's going to be pretty bad. Mm-hmm. His coach was exactly right when he came out and said he should have stayed in school another year because a lot of the stuff that you see. But he has a bit of the most upside to me of all the quarterbacks because if he comes in and you look at a dual threat, that's him. He can really run the football when he pulls it down. But like I said, he makes about maybe three or four plays a game when he gets outside of his mechanics and tries to do too much, and it gets him into trouble. Mm-hmm. So I think he comes in year one, year two, maybe sit back and learn. Then maybe you can see what you have. So I take Kaiser at 13. Okay. I think a quarterback who has a lot of upside for me is Pat Mahomes okay. coming out of Texas Tech. Uh, if you just see this guy throw, he can Very. launch it. Very talented. Arm. He can launch it. He yeah. has some things he has to clean up. But I think just with his talent, just pure talent as a quarterback, I think if he gets to the right team, it has it takes a couple seasons to have the coaching staff work with him and just clean things up. I think he can really have an impact in this league. Right. So, uh, let's go to 14, the Philadelphia Eagles. Um, you want me to take – you got this one? Or? Oh, you can go ahead. Follow me here. Gotcha. Now, I know the Eagles have made some moves this offseason to get some receivers. Gotcha. I still think they're going to end up taking John Ross. John Ross. Out of Washington, from Washington right here. Okay. You know, they, they've they been missing that burner. Trying to recapture Deshaun Jackson. They're trying to, yeah. They're trying to bring back to the Deshaun Jackson days. So, I think they regret letting Jackson, Macklin, those players go. You got to get some more speed out there. Mm-hmm. So, they're going to take John Ross. Okay. I'm going to help my quarterback out, but I'm going to help him out in a different way. Um. Uh, you look at the offensive line. Mm-hmm. You look at Peters at tackle, mm-hmm. 35 years old. He's getting up there. Other tackle can't seem to get it together. He's about one drug test away from, you know, really getting suspended. So, with that being said, with the 14th pick, I will take Cam Robinson, okay, offensive lineman from Alabama. Mm-hmm. Cam Robinson, probably the most talented lineman in the draft. You know, you got your quarterback of the future. Keep him upright. So, yeah, I get offensive lineman. Nice pick. I'm taking Cam Robinson. So, we're going to go to 15? Yeah. Okay. The 15th pick, I have the Indianapolis Colts selecting Kevin King, defensive back from Washington. Okay. Okay. My pick, my thing with Kevin King, big corner. Big Huge, corner. Huge, like 6'4". 6'3". Almost 6'4". Very yeah. long arms, though. Can really run, can really get up, and put his, likes to put hands on receivers. Really likes to. Uh, eh, with him, you know, it's really... Only receivers that might give him problems are smaller receivers. Mm-hmm. But he's very good talent. This is a very good pick right here. He's got a lot of raw ability. And I think when he gets in there, he can learn from Vontae Davis, who was also a very, 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 um, what's the word, overachieving athlete. Mm-hmm. But once he learned to harness it and really apply technique to it, he became one of the better corners in the league. So I think that could be a plus for him. It's I like this pick. I like Kevin King to the Colts. All right, for me, I feel like the Colts at 15. I think they're going to take Christian McCaffrey. Mm, okay. Uh, they need, you know, Frank Gore has been great. Right. But they do need another running back. Gore is up in age. And um, I think with that system they run in Indianapolis, I think they can do, they can do mix some things up with McCaffrey. Right. So I think he'll, be, he'll succeed if they, he gets drafted here. I think this would be a good pick for the Colts. Okay. So you got sixteen. You're up. Sixteen. I think the Ravens they're gonna hit things on the offensive line. Okay. Forrest Lamp guard out of Western Kentucky. Right. So I think they're um he's a he's a good prospect. He did some good things at Western Kentucky. He's probably the best guard in this draft. Yeah. So I think he's gonna be selected here. Okay. Uh, with the sixteenth pick, the Baltimore Ravens select what this guy is you look at him, and it just says Raven. Jabril Peppers. Mm. Jabril Peppers, um, I like his game. Swiss Army Knife, his style just says Raven. So, um, yeah, I will go with Jabril Peppers here. Probably going to play um, a little bit all over the field. He probably might not be the starting safety right away. Might play a little bit behind Eric Weddle mm-hmm. year one. 
but he will slide down in the box, be able to um, um, can patrol the edge and maybe slide on a little bit of nickel, play man, and he's going to be day one your return man. So, yeah, I okay. will go with Jabril Peppers at 16. That's a nice pick. Right. I, I can definitely see Jabril Peppers being a Raven. Right. Just, Hopefully that happened. Yeah, his style is just that says Baltimore. Um, so you want to start seventeen? Yeah, seventeen. The Redskins on defense. Um, they need a difference maker. Mm-hmm. They they have a solid defense, but they had nobody who could just go out there and make some plays on the line and get some sacks. I think they're gonna get Charles Harris out of Missouri. Okay, okay. I see them addressing that defense. I mean, you don't have to. That offense is fine. You got Kirk Cousins. You got that scheme. I don't think they're going to address the offense in the first round. Okay. So, I think they're going to try to get a defensive playmaker, Charles Harris. Okay. Uh, with 17th pick, the Redskins select Forrest Lamp, uh, guard, Western Kentucky. Okay. Now, to me, yeah, he's going to play guard at the, the next level. Um, to me, I think you go ahead and um, sure up the offensive line. Um, if one game can get you drafted, it should be his Alabama tape. If you look at his Alabama tape, he whooped Alabama's defensive line, one of the best defensive lines in a few years at the college level. He destroyed Tim Williams. He destroyed Jonathan Allen on the inside. He destroyed Deron Payne on the inside. He had a field day. Once mm-hmm. he gets his vice grip hands on you, you are done. So, I, and he fits like the hogs. The hogs, like they used to call the offensive line in mm-hmm. Washington, the hog. He fits that nature. So, yeah, I would go Forrest Lamp for the Redskins at 17. Okay. I can see it happening, especially if Baltimore doesn't take him. Right. That's so right. I can see it happening. Um, 18, the Tennessee Titans. You had the Titans taking Mike Williams earlier. Right. I have them taking them now. I think Mike Williams will slide to the Titans right here. I think this pick makes sense. Um, get Mariota a playmaker, and that is what Mike Williams is. Very physical, big receiver. I think Mariota will come back healthy from his injury, and I think he will greatly appreciate this pick. Right. So. Um, to me, go ahead. you went ahead and got Mike Williams already. I went ahead and got him already, so I got – a playmaker for my quarterback. Now I can address the defense. So I will take Malik McDowell from Michigan State. Um, put him on a defensive line. You need a playmaker. If he comes in and is what we think he is, he's an instant, you know, force on the inside. Mm-hmm. Chaos. He creates chaos on the, on the defensive line. So I'll take Malik McDowell at 18. I like it. I like it. I have, I have him coming up soon. Okay. So um, That's on me. Um, at 19... Um, I'm Tampa. I got a young quarterback. My thing is keeping him upright. And with Tampa, that's been a bit of an issue. So I will go to tackle, and I will select Garrett Bowles from Utah. Go ahead. You know, the only concern about him is he's 297. He's a bit under 300 mm-hmm. pounds, but he's athletic. So only thing when we get him in, maybe put a little more weight on him, but we keep his athleticism, and we keep Jameis upright. So we can address another playmaker for Jameis in Maybe the second or third round. So, but yeah, as far it's all about keeping them upright, though. So I would keep um, get this offensive lineman to help Jameis stay on his feet. That's that would be a smart move. Mm-hmm. I feel like um, when you watch the Bucks this past season, they didn't really have too many playmakers. Mike Will, uh, Mike, Evans. Will Mike Evans mm-hmm. made all the plays really. Right. And they didn't have too many explosive explosive plays. Right. So that's something they need. I think they address that. I think they go get Dalvin Cook. Okay. I think they get Cook. Um, you have Martin. He's starting off the season suspended. Yeah. So yeah. I think it's just it makes sense for it Tampa makes Bay. Sense. To do it that. makes sense. FSU backfield makes mm-hmm. sense. Makes sense. So let's go to twenty. Twenty. Uh, the Broncos. They with this pick, we know they need to address the offensive line. Right. Offensive line needs some help. So they take Ryan uh, Ramzik. Okay, out of Wisconsin. Out of Wisconsin. I think they try to help keep the quarterback upright, whether it's Simeon or Lynch or whoever will be back there. But the line didn't look good this past season, so I think they addressed that with this pick. Okay. Uh, let me go back. We are where, – where are we at? We're at – Pick 20 with 20. the Denver Broncos. We have the same pick. Uh I took I put Ryan Ramsey here as well. Uh, yeah, you know you protect. I think they're gonna are they gonna go with Simeon? I think so. So yeah, protect. Like I say, keep your quarterback upright. 
His only thing with him, he has shorter arms for the position. Mm-hmm. But, you know, once he can, you know, get his hands on you, he's pretty good. He might end up having to move to guard at the next level. But, you know, like I said, um, yeah, definitely address the offensive line. So, yeah, Ryan Ramzik there to the Broncos. All right. Uh, pick 21, Detroit Lions. Who do you have them take? Oh, with this 21st pick, uh, and if he is there, I'm excited. I'm ecstatic if I'm the Lions GM. And I'm pretty pissed off if I'm the Dolphins GM with the next pick. Um, I have the Lions taking Hassan Reddick out of Temple. Oh, okay. See. Yeah, outside linebacker. Can play. Played on the outside. Played on the D-line. Mm-hmm. Versatile guy. If I'm, like I said, if, if Reddick falls here. Yeah, if Ooh. I'm the Lions, I'm ecstatic to get Reddick right here. And, you know, put him on an already talented defensive line Ooh. in front seven. So, yeah. That's a steal of Reddick is still available here. Most definitely. Um, I think Gerard Davis, inside linebacker from Florida, yeah. I think yeah. he makes sense here for the Lions. Okay. Uh, 22nd pick, Miami Dolphins. I think they're going to get Malik McDowell. Okay, you got him going. You got I got him, him going, going here. Um, like you said, he can he can make some plays. This is an instant boost to that defense that at times was very susceptible to the running game last season. So he helps sure things up and will be an instant impact player for the Dolphins. Okay. Um, when me have the Dolphins here, like I said, I'm pretty upset that Reddick just got off the board. So I'm gonna go with the next best thing because I'm looking at my D line, my red, my edge rushers. Cameron Wake is 35 years old, so that makes him almost 100 in football years. Yes. <laughs> and I'm looking at the future. I need to replace him. So I got the Dolphins taking Taco Charlton out of Michigan mm, right here. Okay. Very good pass rusher. Mm-hmm. Six six, about 270. I like Taco's game. So yeah, he can patrol the he can patrol the edge. He can get down inside and get to the quarterback. Play the run pretty good. He can stand up. So yeah, I go Taco Charlton here for the Dolphins. Okay. Um, 23rd pick, New York Giants. Another lineman is being taken. Garrett Bowles, uh, Utah. Okay. Uh, they need to, you know, get a little younger on the offensive line. The offensive line is okay, but it can definitely use some improvement. So I see him getting taken here. Okay. Um, 23rd pick to New York Giants. I'm going to give Eli a gift. I'm going to go David Njoku from Miami. Um, no, the sec- tight- second best tight end mm-hmm. on the board. Um, get him in. You know he's gonna probably stand up a lot. You see him getting drafted um, before Evan. Yeah, I think before so. Evan. Okay. But with, um, only thing hurting Evan is because he's not a true tight. He can't block. Mm-hmm. He can block, but he's not gonna block D lineman. Right. Um, with Njoku right here, he's a body catcher. I like to see him use his hands a lot more. But um, if he Develops, it's definitely going to be um, an upgrade for the Giants, and it's going to be another weapon for Eli. Him. That'd be, yeah, another weapon. Yeah, another weapon for Eli. So I go to Joku here at 23. Okay. Who you have going uh, 24th now, for the Oakland Raiders? I'm the Raiders. I am smiling, given my logic. If this guy is still on the board, I'm going to go to 24th pick the Raiders select Jonathan Allen mm. out of Alabama. And if he's still here, right here, I am snatching him with the quickness. You look at him, you add him to a front seven of guys like Bruce Irvin, Khalil Mack, Danico Autry, and um, guys like that. You put him in the middle of that, it's a wrap. It's scary out there in Oakland. That'd be crazy because, I mean, he's like a – just overall players, he's like top six right. just as a player. So, um, at this point – I feel like the Raiders, they need an inside linebacker. Mm-hmm. So I think they're going to take Zach Cunningham from Vanderbilt. I see him sliding in real nice here. This would be a good pick. Um, the Raiders, they do a lot of different things on defense. They play 4 3, 3 4. Right. So I, I think they can use him as an inside linebacker. Mm-hmm. Um, you want to start 25? 25, we know the struggles the Texans had on the offensive line. Okay. This is when Cam Robinson gets taken from me. Okay, cool. cool. Texans take offensive uh, lineman Cam Robinson out of Alabama. Try to keep whoever they play a quarterback upright. And that would definitely be an upgrade for what they have. So I think Cam's getting taken here. Okay. At 25, I got the Texans taking 
Buda Baker, mm. defensive back out of Washington. Mm-hmm. You will not see a uh, defensive back in the draft with quicker change of direction than Buda Baker. Uh, fires out of his uh, pedal very fast. Um, he will go. My thing with him, he brings a certain attitude to the defense. He mm-hmm. he does not care how big you are. He will come up and strike you. And also, like I said, man, he can play the ball very great. You know, out of in man coverage, he can come down and cover. He can play the run. Man, he, like I said, man, you will not see a guy with better change of direction and fluid, more fluid hips than Buda Baker. I think that's a great pick right there to show up that secondary. I think Kareem Jackson's not getting it done out there anymore, so I think mm-hmm. they look to replace him with Buda Baker or probably move him to a different position. Okay. So, yeah, i go with Buda Baker right here. What about at pick 26 for Seattle? At 26, I'm going to go Dan Feeney. Okay. For the um, Seattle Seahawks, they've had too many projects and on the offensive line, and it's getting Russell killed. Yes. So I say you go ahead and get a guy who can play right away and is not a project. Go ahead and get Dan Feeney out of Indiana. I like that pick. Um, I feel like at twenty six, this is it's a Seattle pick, like you said earlier with the Ravens. How you feel like that just that fits them. Right. I think Kevin King is going to be available. Yeah, yeah. And I think I see Seattle taking Kevin King. And it'll be interesting to see if they take him because that might be a little bit indicative of what they want to do with Richard Sherman. That's true. It so. could be. Um, either way, even if they do keep Sherman, that would be a great pick for them to put him at the other side. And it's just, it fits their system. He's 6'3, big corner, you know. Right. I think I see them taking Kevin King. Okay. Uh, so let's go to 27, Kansas City. 27, Kansas City. I see the Chiefs taking Quincy Wilson. Out of Florida. Out of Florida. All right. I see them trying to show up the uh, secondary. Um, their, uh, their main corner, was it uh, Peters? Marcus Peters. Marcus yeah. Peters. He's doing a good job. Everybody else was getting picked on, though, at times. Right. So I feel like they're going to try to shut up. And to me, he's a top three corner in this draft. Probably the second best corner. Okay. So I see him getting taken. Um, With the 27 pick, I have the Chiefs selecting Zach Cunningham. Um, You're going to go ahead. You know, Derek Williams is climbing up there in age. You want to go ahead and probably get his replacement. So I will pick Zach Cunningham, tackling machine, on that sturdy and tough Kansas defense and put him behind that D line they have to roam around and find ball carriers. Mm-hmm. Man, it's scary. So I will take Zach Cunningham if I'm the Chiefs. Okay. And with the 28th pick, who the Cowboys taking? This is going to be a pretty. I think they're going to address defense here, of course. Mm-hmm. And it's a Cowboy pick through and through. I think you're going to repair the two UConn teammates, and you're going to put the guy who probably had the most historic numbers at the Combine ever. I'm going to pick Obi Mellon Fonwu out of UConn right here, safety. Um, worst case scenario with Mellon Fonwu, um, year one, is he becomes a big corner, mm-hmm. and you put him on guys like um, in the East, you put him on big receivers like Brandon Marshall, that they're going to play now, Jordan, Jordan Matthews, Jordan Reed maybe. Um, guys like that, that they're going to play – um, two times a year. Alshon um, Jeffrey. Alshon He's Jeffrey. in the East now with the Eagles. Yeah. yeah. So, <clears throat> yeah. So, and then you look at um, the Giants. Who they, like I said, the Giants, they're going to have, like I said, Brandon Marshall. Um, they're going to draft Njoku um, in, my, in my draft. Mm-hmm. So, you go ahead and put him there. Only thing with Melon Fonwu is safety. You put him in zone. He has a bit of a slow trigger. Um when it's when things were more man and he it was more simplified, it was more like that natural mm-hmm. instinct. So it's gonna be take a little more time in the zone scheme for him to pick it up. But I think you know that's gonna be a decent pick, and that will make Cowboy fans a little happy. I think Cowboy fans will be happy with this pick as well. Um, I think they need to address the defense, and they need an impact player on that line to who can go out there and get a sack. I think Taco Charlton will be available. Mm-hmm. I, th- I see them taking him. He okay. to me he's the fifth best pass rusher in this draft, so he would definitely you know make an impact. And this is a great pick for the Cowboys. You know, keep on drafting smart like okay. they've been doing. So let's go to twenty nine. I'm gonna let you start. Twenty nine. I see T.J. Watt. Okay, being taken here. Um, need to address the defense. 
You need to get a younger linebacker. Right. I think this would be a solid pick. I see him making some plays for the Packers. We agree here. I got my Packers selecting T.J. Watt um, out of Wisconsin. Usually I don't like when we draft Wisconsin players just because they went to Wisconsin and all that. But, yeah, I like T.J. Watt here. Um, he has a lot of potential. A lot of potential. Mm-hmm. Um, and when I think about it, and I'm projecting forward here, when I, who is he going to be working out with in the offseason? Who's he going to be working out with? Who is his brother? JJ. The most dominant pass rusher, you know what I'm saying, the past few years. JJ Watt. JJ Watt. And I feel like that work ethic and that, you know, that the that, type of stuff that's gonna bring it's gonna be, you know, a that, bit that bloodline strong. Yeah, it's gonna be a bit contagious. And I hope it wears off on him. So and you know, Clay is getting up there, it's time to start thinking about, you know, who's next. So yeah, I I like TJ Watt here for my Packers. All right. Who do you see the Steelers taking at pick 30? 30, I have the Pittsburgh Steelers selecting Tim Williams out of Alabama. Okay. All right, all right. Edge rusher, mm-hmm. extraordinaire. Uh, yeah, you got, I like Tim Williams. He just needs to, you know, clean it up off the field and just, you know, focus on the field. You know, he's pretty much unblockable when he doesn't want to be. He's mm-hmm. speed and very good moves. Um, he can go outside, inside, very good. I like Tim Williams there. All right, now we've made it this far into the draft, and Corey Davis has still not been selected. On your board. On my board. Mm-hmm. I think at this point he's the best player available. Mm-hmm. And I just, even though they do not need to address the offense, it, I just don't see him passing up on Corey just Davis. Just give him another toy. Uh, give, give Big Ben another toy and mm-hmm. go draft one of the probably the best receiver in a lot of people's eyes in this draft. So, and I see Martavis, Corey Martavis Bryant just got reinstated. Yes, so. you got AB. That that's gonna be a uh, that'd be crazy right there. That that able to happen, but I think that's what's gonna happen. Okay. I think Corey Davis will be taken by Pittsburgh. Okay, uh, so let's go to thirty-one. The Atlanta Falcons. Falcons thirty-one. They're gonna get some more toys on that defense. More speed. More. More impact players, Jordan Willis, all outside linebacker, uh, Kansas State. Okay, I mean, he, I think he fits the system well. I think he's going he match him up with Vic Beasley. I kind of went okay. I kind of went that same logic, but I went with a different player. Okay, uh, at thirty-one, I have the Falcons selecting Derek Barnett out of Tennessee. Okay, boy Barnett, Lord have mercy, they get Barnett right here. On the other side, like on the other side of uh, Beasley, trouble. So yeah, I got Barnett from Tennessee to Atlanta. That'd be pick of the draft. All right, pick thirty-two. I feel like the Saints, they're gonna go secondary right here. Okay. So, I see Tre'Davious White. Okay. Cool. Being picked by the Saints. Um, very good corner. I I think this would be a solid pick for the Saints. They need to address the defense. Right. So, especially at secondary. Okay, I went same player, uh, Trey Davis White for the Saints. Uh, earlier, I had Conley. You got your two outside guys. You got Delvin Bro and Conley. You go ahead and get you a nickel. So yeah, I like Trey Davis White here, and then also you get a return man potentially. Mm-hmm. Uh, yeah, Trey Davis White makes all the sense right here. So start off with the same pick, finish with the same pick. Um, yeah, That's let's look at some notables uh, that I left out of the first round. Um, uh, I left Dalvin Cook out of the first round. You yeah. know, that's not going to be a sexy pick. That's not going to be the sexy thing. But um, I went, like I said, I went like if I'm the GM here. So, yeah, Dalvin Cook got left out. McCaffrey, Mitchell Trubisky, I don't have him in the first round. Deshaun Watson, John Ross. I didn't have Curtis Samuel in the first round. I didn't have Tack McKinley in the first round. Mm-hmm. Evan Ingram, Charles Harris, Gerard Davis, Marlon Humphrey, Carl Lawson, Pat Mahomes, Zay Jones, or... Shidobe Awuzi. I don't know how you say it. Yeah, I have I have Pat Mahomes not making it in the first round. Um, but I think, man, watch out for Evan Ingram, Zay Jones, and um, Zay Jones would be see, nice. Of course, Dalvin Cook. I kind of want my I'm name. big on Evan Ingram. As man, well. if Dalvin Cook falls that far, they're crazy. I, I don't see him making it out the he, top think. 45. No. Nah. I think he'll be no early first, early second round if he does not get picked in the first. There's no way. He's getting snatched up early second. 
So yeah, I got Charles Harris. Y'all watch out for Kamara. Yeah, Kamara too. Um, give that me, boy gonna be a beast. Yeah, he gonna be a Pro Bowler. Whoever gets him is getting the running back. I love, I love him. I love his game. Carl Lawson is a guy everyone needs to watch out for out of Auburn. Mm-hmm. Does not cannot be blocked when he does not want to be. And Josh Reynolds, he might not get picked in the first round, might not get picked in the second round. But, you know, third, fourth round picks. Mm. Josh Reynolds gonna be a he's gonna be a ball player. My guy my other guys to watch, Justin Evans, safety from Texas AM, mm-hmm. hard hitter. Great, you know, good ball skills. Both of us went to school with him. Yep, yep. You went to Oak Grove with mm-hmm. him. I went to Gulf Coast with him. Yeah, man, this guy, that guy really, you know, put in work, really put in work and become a great player. So, happy for him. He's going to get drafted. Uh, look out for Fred Ross. Mm-hmm. About fourth through seventh round-ish. You know, see if the, you know, Dallas is trending well with him. Um, I think my small school player to watch, I said um, Javancy Jones. Okay. Um, D. Lyman out of Jackson State. Watch out for him. Couple tight ends to look out for. Look out for Jake Butt. Jake Butt. Michigan. And uh Jordan Leggett mm. out of Clemson. Yeah, I like the tight end um from Iowa, I think. I oh. forgot his name though, but he's fast. Yeah. yeah. Like a four five. Uh yeah, man. Uh and Juju Smith Schuster, yeah. wide receiver. Yeah. Juju gonna be a ball player. A little undersized, but don't overlook him. Adore Jackson as well. Mm-hmm. Defensive back out of SC. I like him. Too. So watch out for Dory Jackson. It's a That's bunch a of it's guys. a bunch of players. It's a lot. It's a lot. So what we gonna what we on are we on to what we on to next? I think we're gonna uh close just close close things out. Oh we had an NBA question. Let oh, go yeah, back. What's yeah. NBA question? Uh it's from Spate. Again, shout out to Spate. Uh what do you guys think Paul George's future in the NBA is? I think based on what I've been hearing. His future sounds like it's going to be on the West Coast. L.A. Sound like he's going to be a Laker. I would love to see him be a Clipper, though. To live I would love to see him be on the other L.A. team. Because the Clippers, they need a Ford. Mm. But I think he's going to be a Laker, though. And Lakers will ultimately be stuck as a team that goes to the first round and gets <laughs> so. Yeah, I like the... I just wanted to play with the uh, sound effects, <laughs> but uh, yeah, I think he's gonna end up in the lake in in La La Land in the with the Lakers. Now the Lakers, y'all got an interesting off season. Y'all better not mess it up, man. There's no way y'all can mess this up. You got the top three pick. More than we'll likely, see. more than likely, they gonna. We'll I don't see. know if it's gonna be two or three. It might be three at this point. So don't mess that up. Paul George wants to come. If they whatever they ask for, give it to them. That means if it's Russell, give it to them. Do they have to trade, or is, is he able he's, to sign? He's not. He's not. Uh, he's not free agent until next year. They have to trade him. Man, no, y'all don't 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 listen to him. Don't do it. Don't do it, New York. Y'all y'all remember when Melo was with the Nuggets and he said he wanted to go to to the Knicks and the Knicks traded their whole team to get this man. No one was gonna be a free agent the if next they season. Want, if they want Russell, give him to him. If they want Randall, give him to him. Is what you do. You wait till you become a free agent. In the meantime, you, that, you, um, you draft. You can do that, but mm-mm. you draft Josh Jackson or somebody. Or, I think they, man, they want Lonzo. They do, yeah, Lonzo. Is Lonzo gonna be there? It, if they, they pick two or three, they best hope they get two. Cause I don't. Well, who's got the se- who had the second pick? Phoenix. Possibly. Phoenix. Would Phoenix uh, take Lonzo? I don't think. Phoenix, I think Phoenix is gold. Phoenix Josh was going to three. Like yeah, Josh Jackson. So yeah, he yeah it will work out more than likely. He will fall to uh, mm-hmm. fall to three, and one who's one, two probably gonna be Markel Fultz. Fultz to to Boston. I think they're gonna go. It's weird, man. It's weird. it's weird. I can't wait to see it though. Um, yeah, it's weird. Uh, anything else that we miss? Oh man, the MSU portion. I forgot to say, Shaq Wiggins is not coming to Mississippi State. He's going to Tennessee. So yeah. That didn't happen. Sadly, that didn't fall through. Yeah. Uh, man, we had a ba- y'all had a basketball discussion on Twitter, and I was asleep. I did not catch it. <laughs> y'all was talking about LeBron. Y'all was talking about other stuff. Man, tonight 
got a couple games. Oh yeah, 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 yeah. Hawks Wizards. Hopefully the Wizards will become the Wizards again. I don't know. Brad, Bradley Bill and John Wall have showed up, but I don't know where everybody else been. Better come on with it. Y'all talking about y'all gonna be Cleveland? Y'all better come on with it. Come on, Washington. Don't, don't make us look crazy. Yeah, I'm ready. I'm, I'm actually I'm ready for the first round to be over. I'm tired of seeing these matchups. Uh. Is Toronto up or are they tied with Milwaukee? With they Toronto. up 3-2. They play two Toronto. Tomorrow, yeah, get it over with. Uh, also tonight, Bulls, Celtics. Bulls, Celtics. Rondo has been ruled out, out for tonight's game. So, more than likely, the Celtics will win. I'm ready for the first round to be over with. It's reached that point. We got a couple teams that went fishing already. Hmm. Uh, Russell's out of here. Uh, yeah, 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 I thought. What did, did I say? Sweet or did I say five? I think I said five. I said five. Um, Grizzly Spurs. Spurs are up three two. They won last night. Um, Jazz won last night. They're up three two. Um, bomb. Uh, Trailblazers are gone fishing. Uh, yeah. So yeah, y'all need to come on. Pacers gone fishing. Pacers gone fishing. Even though that series should be two two, but you know. Man, if it would, if it probably been too, it would have been too, too. I ain't, yeah, we ain't dealing with that. Yeah, yeah, yeah. We ain't talking about that. But uh, yeah, that's about it. That's it, man. Uh, catch us next show. Possibly, we should be into the second round by then, and the draft will be then happened, and we can go through draft again. Breaks. Yeah, winners and losers, mm-hmm. steals, all that. Um, man, that's all I got. That's all I got too. All right, we'll catch y'all next time. We will catch y'all next time, but you know what I'm saying? Till then. Mitch Trubisky. (laughs) All right, we out. One. Holla.